Hello, this is episode 236 of the Purple Psychology Podcast. I'm Delshanisha O'Reilly. This episode is on benchmarking, daily constraints, comfort zones. It's a bit of a rambling podcast, but I think it will all come together. Let's see. We now live in a world where our comfort zone is encouraged. But I've come to the realisation that vulnerability is the most creative space to live from. I was asked to give my word on seeing myself as a teacher recently. I have, but it's not easy for me. After all the experiences I've had myself, I can't cope with the concept of the teacher is bigger than the student. And this is why I coined the phrase developist, because I believe everyone can develop to the same level of experience. I think that all that sets me apart is experience. I usually do have the answers, but only because I've experienced them before you. But it's vulnerable for me to see myself as a teacher. And it's funny, I saw that on this day three years ago is when I started recording the podcast on my own without a presenter. It's episode 101. And it's a podcast on vulnerability and what growth feels like. And I invite you all to go back and listen to see how much I've grown. It's why I leave the old episodes up. And people are ready to start in different layers of my own journey as well, which is another reason why I leave up all the old episodes. But I love the quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, do one thing every day that scares you. And I live by this. And I remember recording that podcast three years ago and it was like jumping off a cliff. But I usually do something at least once a day, if not once a week, that feels the same. So there's a big theme in the world right now. Controlling chaos, not living in the matrix, somehow tuning it all out, absorbing less. I don't find this a good idea. I think it's where we build egos, not self. And they're not the same thing for me. An ego is a confined self that is not plugged into the world anymore. It's not whole. It's not capable of experiencing the chaos or the pain or the full technical version of life. It's not capable of stepping outside itself to help others. Ego is trapped in a world of singularity and control inside. It's solely for me. And bizarrely, it's where many teachers want to live. Another reason why I struggle with the concept. I got into meditation a few years ago because I won't ask a student to do anything I've not done myself. And I was looking for resources to help students with anxiety. And so I started dipping in and out of various meditation apps. And I made sure to do it every day for a year. And now I've done it for at least a thousand, but probably more because I do it in other ways that I don't have statistics for. But if you want to know how meditation is good for you, you need a contrast. And people can be slight meditation snobs, and there are many different varieties out there. And I don't believe that any one of them is above another. And I recorded a podcast on the different types of meditation and the reasons why they suit different types of people and different types of processing. And in my case, I've discovered that I need meditation to open channels, but I also need meditation to grind me or else I end up in a lot of pain. But you won't have a sense if you get into a situation where you need to meditate every day in order to feel in control of what it can really do for your life. Like there are endless possibilities on how it can open you up in terms of creativity, 
and in terms of your own experience and in terms of what you're capable of experiencing in the world. But often it's seen as a tool to zone out and to switch off and to be incredibly safe and incredibly controlled and to be part of a daily routine that unplugs you rather than plugs you in. And it's only when you start to play around and to realise the differences and to realise what's possible and to start to benchmark for yourself the different experiences that you can have, that you start to see what channels are possible for you. Another really relatable example for parents and for big children is gaming. You can probably roll screen time into this as well. It doesn't really matter whether we're talking about gaming or watching YouTube channels. Both of them are a form of absorbing escapism. In the same way as a meditation can be an escapism for some people too. And if you want to try and point out to a teen how gaming is taking over their life or how they're becoming slightly different or how they're absorbing themselves in something in order to not live or to not experience life in another way. You need the contrast. And so I often suggest to people cutting something out and not doing it for a period of time to see what life is like and then go back to it and see how it's changed and what's different. And it's only when you have those contrasts can you understand And there can be lots of excuses that people use, like that it's a form of social interaction. But it's a safe, controllable social interaction with an online persona to match. And I'm going to go back to that in a minute because it's a big part of this year for me, the whole online personas. But it's safe interaction. And it's not in the real world. It's an imaginary world that you create And you don't realise how absorbing it is and how much of your life it absorbs until you step back and take, take some time away from it. And it may seem strange to put meditation and gaming and YouTubing, and you can probably put box sets of TV shows in there and Netflix, but they're all things that we do to escape from the world and to control our world. They could all be possible for us to create from, and for us to have ideas, for us to relax, and to allow our mind to wander, and to then go back and do something with that. But it depends why you're doing something, and it depends why you're using the tool, and whether you're using it to unplug from the matrix, or whether you're using it to allow you to immerse yourself in the matrix more. The concept of self is being really discouraged at the moment and the concept of wholeness is starting to be censored on Facebook, which I'm finding a bit weird. For me, this is just having a core. It shouldn't matter what the world is like if each individual was secure. And we've essentially been in a comfort zone for a whole year now, in a a bizarre kind of way. We've kind of wrapped ourselves up in a bubble and cocoon themselves in many ways. And a lot of authentic people have been really struggling online. There's a whole generation of people who have grown up with the concept of an online persona, 
from the selfies they take to the little dance videos they put up to interacting with the world with this sense of the person they'd like to be rather than the person they are. And many interactions online at the moment can feel like a performance. It doesn't mean that you can't have really close bonds online, because I do have those. But I'm not sure how many of them are being created in a group call at the moment, and how much of it's real. And if there were social pressures before now, there's even more in terms of online personas, and not everybody is capable of creating them. And if you were struggling to find real before the pandemic, you were really struggling to peel back the layers and find it now. We've done a whole year of being so disconnected and using so much escapism to not really be part of the world and being part of the world in such a bizarre, unrealistic, altered persona that the only hope that I feel people have now is to become really grounded in who you are and to experiment in making yourself less controlled, less safe and more vulnerable and to benchmark the difference in being outside your comfort zone. It's the only way that you're going to grow here. And it's especially the only way that you're going to create. So try and do one thing every day that scares you. And try to track why you're using certain tools to cope. And how you're using them. And what the changes are in you. And what you can plug into. And what happens if you give yourself space, whether it's in meditation or gaming or watching Netflix. But if you set an intention to let your mind wander during that and then come back out of it and see what were the new channels of thought that you came up with. But you'll have to decide to not be in a comfort zone and that you aren't doing something to control everything around you.